Hello and welcome to Super Excited with Stefan Roost. I'm Mike, the facilitator of this podcast. In this episode, Stefan talks to Tim Frost. Tim Frost is the CEO of Yield App, a global fintech company managed by a team of experienced capital markets, fintech, cybersecurity, and digital asset professionals that enables anyone to invest in decentralized finance with the touch of a button. Tim Frost worked for BlockVerify, YRX, and was the CEO of Taurus Solutions. In this episode, Stefan and Tim discuss yield opportunities, decentralized vs. centralized, investment stereotypes, and corruption in the space. Enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody, I'm back and super excited again, despite the market downturns. Uh, I try to refrain from that F word, but um, yeah, look, you know, it's, it's been a really tough couple of weeks, if not a year. I mean, this 2022 has been a really crap year, but I'm always excited because I just see so many opportunities and I meet so many entrepreneurs that are really building in this space. And one of them is Tim Frost who has kindly offered to come on to share with us his experience in crypto and share with him what he's working on right now and how he got into this space and building, again, another builder, creating real value in this new t- with this new technology. Tim, thanks for being here. Hey, Stefano. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. And uh, I know we're always crossing paths, so it's, it's good to get on your podcast. Yeah, I mean, we met the first time in Seoul. I remember that, and uh, yeah, and it was um, a great at a great event before all this COVID and before everything, and it was just I think around 2017. So really, around the ICO boom that was taking place at the time, uh, you were launching a crypto bank, right? Helping people on and off ramp um, their crypto assets. Uh, maybe maybe share a bit of background versus me talking about you. Maybe you want to share a bit of background about yourself and then how you got into crypto and what you're working yeah, on now. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, no, thanks. Um, absolutely. So I kind of really started uh, working in the space in, in 2015. Uh, you know, we actually met the, met the guys at Wirex uh, when they were looking to, yep. to launch one of the, the first... Uh, crypto debit cards out there and i you know thought that was quite quite exciting and uh gonna join them and uh ended up running marketing and, and business development and operations for them for about the the first kind of two years of, of operations helped kind of really launch that company and, and scale that company and that was my my first uh venture into to fintech in, in crypto and obviously i, I didn't have a, a clue where it was going to go and i i kind of have uh built a built a career in uh, fintech um this is my my I guess now I, with Yield App, it's my, my third uh, fintech startup, and I, I've worked with the various other ones as well, and kind of really market positioning, scaling, kind of growth on, on that side. Um, as you mentioned, I spent uh, about two years with uh, Eki Bank as well. Yep, exactly. Kind of join join them and help kind of build a, a lot of that team and, and, and take them to market, and uh, they're doing quite well. Uh, serving uh, a, a number of crypto companies, uh, full offshore offshore banking. Um, they have a lot of big developments that they're, they're working on as well. And um, about two and a half years ago, I I was on a kind of personal interest. I had some friends dabbling in, in DeFi, and um, you know we were quite quite excited about the the promise. And to me, it was the the first it was the first use case where I felt like crypto really really had a, a, a a position in the world with, with kind of on-chain finance and 
So what we did with uh, Yield App is, is um, kind of built a, a Nexo type of uh, competitor, really focused on, on driving yield through, through DeFi. And, you know, through this last two and a half years of this journey, we've kind of expanded that, that option. Um, obviously, we have a kind of a world-class DeFi team. We just launched a uh, kind of a, a regulated fund with, with Trovio as well uh, a few weeks ago. It's a, kind of a DeFi fund managed by, by Yield App. And so we're, you know, what we believe in uh, the world of yield, um, just conservative, safe yields for, for clients. And uh, now we, we kind of manage capital in a, in a variety of ways as well. Yeah, and, and and just just sort of that's an interesting journey, right? In in terms of entering into crypto, right? Sort of Wirex, which was a credit card that ran into certain challenges, but had was I think one of the first crypto credit cards, right? I mean, it was really the first one that really tried to build a solution allowing you to pay with your crypto in your wallet. And you had yeah, a really big relationship yeah. with Visa, right? I mean, there was a big relationship yeah. with Visa and everything, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's been a you know since the since the launch in, in twenty fifteen with with Wirex. I mean, it's gone through so many so many different journeys. Obviously, it's um, dealt early with the the wave crest. Uh, we were initial with our issues. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually, those, uh, uh. those programs got kind of terminated. And so, uh, the the Wirex founders actually did a tremendous job of, of just being able to, to relaunch the program and, and so many others at the time just just couldn't uh, kind of pass the regulatory hurdles and, and so yes direct direct access with with um, Visa MasterCard now and there really built a, a, a good global brand and uh, so it was, it, was, it was great to be part of that uh, original team yeah it was really and then and then sort of into Ekibank, which was really maturing that and and how did you get i mean yield right i mean that must have been around the DeFi summer where all of a sudden sort of around 2020 early 2020 all of a sudden these yield opportunities started coming to fruition where i could then stake my funds and 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 earn rewards associated with those or was it also coupled with the sort of proof of stake element right where all of a sudden i could earn money by staking money by securing a blockchain or what was it that really drove you know you to create yield.app yeah, definitely um so uh, part of this was uh just just had spent uh, time with with nexo at, at this i mean obviously just a kind of opened up to the, the at least my eyeballs to to the, the possibility of what um you know the the whole yield market had to offer, and then just uh, I said just just had some some colleagues of mine, and and just understand that there was really passive, really extremely low risk, double digit yields at the time in, in DeFi, and that was obviously quite uh, quite enticing, and that was obviously part of the the DeFi summer that really gave a lot of attention, and and, and just got so many people start to to build in DeFi is obviously you know yield Apple we. You know, aimed to build originally was a a regulated kind of full custodial solution on the front end that could be able to to manage all the complications. Because even even though I think you, you know you've been building in DeFi, you know we've been building in DeFi, but for, for the average person, I think it's still it's still kind of voodoo for for some yeah. people. Uh, but you know we've been kind of a, a bridge into that world. But just you know a, a safe way that people can just be able to, to earn on their crypto assets so yes yeah, staking and obviously so much so much involved in a lot of the, the major DeFi protocols and now you know i mean I'm, I'm going to you know sort of ask the obvious really i mean it's like 
obviously, you know, we've seen a lot of these lending providers or earn, you know, yield providers um, hit a bit of a snafu, not safu, snafu. <laughs> um, and uh, how how do you fare? And 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 what what is your angle and thoughts on 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 and how? you're different to them or, or what the what problems they went through that you are addressing or have addressed right from the get-go basically yeah so we've we've taken the the approach especially when we brought on our, our cio about a year and a half ago lucas lucas keely which he has an experience of kind of a, a few decades of of managing uh, managing capital managing portfolios and, and launching products so the one thing when we, we came on, obviously, it just it changed the way we, we look at risk. Um, we, we do have a world-class DeFi team, and, and we do have centralized strategies as well that we, we do run. But the, the whole thing is we've taken an approach of not lending out our, our capital and obviously losing losing control and obviously understanding what is there. Um, what you've seen is, I would say, Celsius, and, and I would say I don't want to you know, go go far in, too far into detail, but they... Yeah. Uh, I think they're they just didn't have proper risk management in in place of, of how they're doing my my you know what we've gathered is they probably grew too quick and they were more concerned about being an asset gathering machine rather than a, a proper custodian and and, and managing um, actually these assets and uh like somebody just they've given up custody they've lend lend capital to um such a bad actors in the end which you know this this industry moves in waves and obviously we we all uh, start to, to kind of believe in the, the, the same things or there, you know, we have good actors, we have bad actors, right? But this, this industry kind of moves in ways yep. and, and sometimes due diligence can be, can be uh, cut short. So on that side, we've, we've moved uh, quite slow, which has been a, you know, proven by, by just our, our track record that, you know, slow is, has been good and, and, and very cautious. And when you say slow, what, what is slow for you? Is that in terms of marketing, in terms of customer adoption, or is it in terms of adding new chains or new coins to earn yield on, or what is slow? What, what does, how does slow define, how do you define slow? It's it, due diligence is, uh, you know, probably why the, you know, things are so, okay. so slow. So, you know, yeah. we, we do work with some, uh, you know, some, some of the best managers in, in the world with kind of running proper regulated funds. And, and, you know, before ever allocating capital to these, we, we do months of due diligence, both internally and, and use kind of you know, external providers. And, and, you know, just to really understand these, these uh, our, our counterparts at, at depth. Uh, in DeFi, we, we go through, we have like a 135 point kind of checklist that we, we go through and, and like the, so any any sort of protocol pool chain has to to pass or, or rigorous process so um oftentimes these these things do i mean it takes time to do proper due diligence right and an industry that moves so fast right it's it's yeah. it's hard to not cut corners and you know, again i i think it's the, the the only proven method out there yeah, I guess it's it's just sort of you've got to work at it. You've got to put in the time. You've got to build trust, right? And it takes time to build trust. And I think, you know, what I'm always impressed about what you've been doing is just you know it takes time, right? You've done this is your third fintech startup. You 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 know, um, users are going to need to trust Yield.app and 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 really get comfortable with it. So that's that's always impressive. And in, in, yeah. in terms of, you know, sort of going forward, right? I mean, one of the things that this cycle 
has shown us is that um, I, I suppose a couple of things. I mean, one thing is is decentralized versus centralized, right? Everybody puts crypto into one bucket, but actually, it's much more than that, right? There's there's also these 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 notions of okay, if I put it in a centralized, it's not my custody; it's somebody else's custody, or it's my own custody. But then I'm responsible. I have to keep the keys. I have to look after those, right? And so, um, how do you view view um, that and 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 what's what's your thought because in the, uh, from a ux perspective i'm happy to give you custody because i know somebody else is going to look after it and then i can also blame somebody else but i also risk having a loss associated with it right yeah right now i think more more than ever i think the this is coming into question um yeah i, I you know i believe uh you know these these parallel worlds uh need to exist and I, I just don't feel that self custody of your of your digital assets, or your capital overall, is is really a scalable solution. I, I think it's such a, a niche amount of people who can can do it properly and, and yeah. be able to manage their capital uh, properly. So you do need good uh, good solid institutions that that are, are you know running business properly. They they have the proper checks and balances, the compliance department, the the accounting department. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I think everyone, you know, at the top of everyone's mind is, is you know, FTX. And I, I think it really caught everybody surprised. I, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, they, they're always touted as the, the golden child of, of kind of crypto leading regulation. And all of a sudden, like, you know, whether you, whatever you thought about them before, um, it's, it's quite shocking to see the, 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 the bad practices that they had on, on pretty much all fronts. I mean, there, there were no checks and balances there. There was no accounting team. There was no CFO. There, you know, there, there, there was no proper controls and, and governance internally at, at kind of any level. And it's been, um, it's been shocking. I think everyone's still reading, reading things as we go along every day and having discussions. And uh, yeah, you know, it, I think this is a, a turning point for for the industry of of more accountability, more, you know, proper audits. That, 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 are, that are going to be forced on, on people that are going to be able to be uh, custodians in space. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they they really set up, and, and that sort of leads me to the second element, right? I think one of the things that um, that really, you know, and we saw this also with Terra, right? I mean, where actually they used sort of endogenous, you know. Um, tokenomics in order as a collateral, right? So they had their own tokens basically as collateral versus using external or third party as collateral, right? We saw that with FTT or with Terra in the case of UST. And so how, I mean, uh, I mean, I think that's one thing that I think we're going to need to look at. And when you do the due diligence is, is looking at that, right? I mean, what sort of coin are, are as collateral and how are you earning the yield, right? What are you doing with the tokens to provide that yield? Yeah, I, I think uh, Terra has been, the, well, at least it should have been the wake up call for, for the whole industry of, of yeah. you know, how does that work and, and using your collateral and, and actually paying out those rewards in the, the, the native token that you've kind of issued um, on chain. So it's, um, said it's it's we're still you know we're a decade in but it, it still feels like we're, we're still quite early in the, the, the crypto world and i think we've kind of taken a, a few steps back um 
in, in I guess this, I would say over the last six months. Um, and so, you know, but again, these are, it's a market void. Um, everyone starts to understand like what, you know, what needs to be there. And, and yes, you shouldn't be using your, your own, your own token that you've minted as, as ultimate collateral. And, uh, you know, at Yield App, we, we never have um, just, you know, it never even, I guess, came up in consideration with our, with our CFO um, because of obvious, obvious reasons, but we, we've seen so many actors in the space uh, be able to, to utilize that. So understand why they would. And it's obviously it's, it's kind of like minting your own, your own, uh, your own money in the background uh, to kind of bolster your balance sheets. But uh, you know, it's, it's been proven to be bad practice, especially in a, in a, in a turbulent markets. Yeah. I mean, I think from, 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 you know, sort of the yield.app, I mean, what you've really built is, is a front end user experience on a mobile device predominantly that has a great user experience. Uh, so you've solved the technical issue. You've enabled that with crypto. So I can give you my crypto assets. You've built the back end to support crypto. And then you've added that with expertise and, individuals that also human capital to then be able to wrap that around um, a certain level of expertise, due diligence and quality. Would you be sort of, would that be a right a sort of, you're taking sort of the Robin Hood meets, meets maybe a Coinbase sort of type example and, and offered a yield opportunity off the back of that, given it that it's crypto. Yeah, I think that's a pretty pretty fair analogy of, of which kind of just put forward. Um, it's a, it just takes a you, you got to be I guess have a world class team on on all levels to really do it right. And so, you know, as a you know, crypto doesn't sleep, and and you know, so yeah. deposits withdrawals uh, needs to happen twenty four seven, and those are always yeah. unique challenges for for kind of all crypto companies. And, and see, we you know go through a series of checks and balances, and you know, the the real key to it is is having you know, the proper fund managers in, in space and, and people that, that, that know they've had experience managing risk and, and, and kind of building businesses. So I said, we're, we're quite fortunate on that side. I think we, we have such a expertise in, in house that are, are, you know, quite conservative and, um, you know, especially this 2022 has not, not been a, not been an easy year. Um, you know, no. so, you know, it's, it's, it's quite, uh, Yield is there in a you know it's a, in a, an abundance right in a in a complete raging bull market like we, we saw the, the two years prior, uh, but you know really proper proper systems and you know proper proper uh, frameworks is is needed and, and is tested uh, during during these times and you know it's uh you know I think that we're kind of near kind of what we'd see is, is probably a, a lot of the washout in, in, in the industry. Yeah. And a lot of the bad actors kind of being, um, being, I guess, outed at this point. But, uh, you know, so we're, we're kind of just in a build mode at Yield App. And so this must have impacted you, right? I mean, this, this, this whole, you know, market turmoil that's happened. I mean, you must have, you must have seen a drop in business or a drop in, user base or, or increase in customer acquisition cost or, 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 or are not at all. I mean, how, how's this impacted you from a business standpoint? I think, uh, the question on, on centralized institutions period, and, and there's been a, 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 I guess 
over the last weeks, there's been a, a lot of, I guess, public momentum. People saying you should go back to self custody wallets at, at the moment. So yeah, exactly. I That's... think all centralized institutions have, have seen a, a flight of people going back to, you know, their, their ledgers, their their you know hardware devices, um, and, and getting that those assets. I just, as I think, people are just not not that confident right now. So we we have seen uh, you know some capital leave uh, that was expected. Uh, we expect that there'll be, you know, slightly more continuing to go out. But I, I think the only thing we can do is be as transparent as we, we can be and uh, answer all the questions. You know, we we got a great community, a great, great user base. Yep. Um, I expect, I expect you know, clients in AUM to, you know, continue to come back in. And But, you know, under we, we completely understand and, and uh, you know, the current market sentiment where, you know, if people, you know, for a period of time want to want to bring their, their assets back in-house, but it, you know, I think it's just it's creating a, a lot of good opportunity right now. And I, I think for for us, you know, we've kind of welcomed we've kind of welcomed what's happened over the, the last six months and you know, just continue to, to build brand and trust. And and, and uh, ultimately, I think we're, we're in a very strong position. Yeah, no, cool. I mean, and where do you want to take it? Where do you see the industry going after all this? I mean, what where where, where are we going to go? I mean. Yeah, everybody says that most people you talk to, it's, oh, man, we're going to go through four years. It set us back so long and, you know, crypto is really going to slow down and, and, and we've really got to rebuild trust. But in my experience, it, it hasn't, you know, we come back pretty quickly, right? I mean, within a year or two years, we come back. And, and if I look at after Terra, you went to Blockchain Week Korea, the home country of Terra Luna, and, you know, it was booming. It was packed. People were there looking to build, doing partnerships um, and all of that, right? And so how long will this take internally amongst the industry? I don't think too long. But for external participants to engage, um, what, what, what's your view there? Well, I, I'll be honest. I, I think the last two kind of bear markets, I, I lost on a personal level, I had kind of lost uh, potential confidence in the, the, the crypto space. I think that when the ICO bust kind of happened, I, I think myself and so many, you know, I wasn't, yeah. wasn't very involved in, in the, in the industry. Um, but I, I think there's so much tangible value here. And especially, I guess, being in this position and, and building, I, I mean, to me, I think this is the, the greatest opportunity of you know, our, our lifetimes of what's going to be done over the, the next couple of years of, you know, those, those building, you know, products, companies, and, you know, those, those, uh, investing into the space, I, I think they'll ultimately be, be quite, uh, rewarded handsomely. Um, will it take time? Yeah, absolutely. How, how long? I mean, yes, those things are, are never certain. Like we, we don't know. It's usually going to, I think, take less time than, than we, we than probably forecast, yeah. you know, um, before FTX, you know, we, we felt that, you know, we were in a very strong position. There was a lot of institutional interest. Um, the, obviously, the conversations that we're having, I'm sure you, you're the same, right? We're, we're very, I, and of course, this is set it back. But, you know, I, I think yeah. through the holidays, early next year, I, I think things will, will already start to heat back up. Um, you know, and for, for us, again, it's, it's just, you know, we're, we're seeing like however long this is, this is, you know, we'll never have a, a you know, a better opportunity in the, in the middle of a bull run, it's, it's really hard to build. Right. Yeah. I think that, you know, it's just, you are busy 24 seven and, and yeah. you know, things are, are going to be hectic. 
Um, right now things are, are busy, but we're, we're, we get to be in kind of a build phase. So we're, you know, we're building on, on three fronts right now and, and three fronts that we, we really feel that our client base, the, the industry overall has a, a lot of appetite. And like we are, yeah. we're one of the uh, leading earned providers in the, in the industry. Uh, we've yeah. been very transparent on this. We've, we've gotten a lot of feedback back from, from our clients about, you know, they've, or especially our VIP clients, they said, where, where, you know, where do you get the yield from? Right. And so we've gone through this and they've said, can we get direct access to this? So that's been happening over the, I guess, this this whole year. And so what we've built out, we call the Yield App Digital Wealth that we'll be launching early next year, which is uh, direct access to, to our yield products underneath in, in more of a kind of a, a regulated fashion. So we, we have an offshore structure that's, that's being set up uh, full administrators and, and we're just getting that ready to launch. But people want people want access to, to yield. Right. And, and we're in a, a world full of high inflation. And in um, reality is people want, you know, and need to be able to, to, to earn on their capital. And if you can do it in a, in a more transparent, regulated fashion, that's what we're we're gearing up to, to launch. So um, that'll be kind of access to our, our market neutral fund of funds that we, we kind of have invested in. There'll, there'll be kind of Bitcoin mining opportunities and direct access to our, our DeFi fund. Um, as a, a direct subscriber, which I, I think is it. I think we probably have the, the best DeFi portfolio team in, in, the, in the space, from, from my opinion. Um, we're, we're launching structured products as well. Uh, we, we see a, a lot of appetite. We, we think that the industry is going to really um, ramp up. And so we're, we're working on how do we kind of educate our, our clients on that and, and kind of ease them in. But there, there's fantastic yield opportunities on this as well. So. Um, that's, that's all in motion. Uh, we, we have a, a team coming on board right now and, uh, a company of a full acquisition that's, that's coming out very soon. And, and, and that's, that's really kind of expedited our, our roadmap on that side. And, uh, and the, the last one, it's more than anything, I, I think you're going to see a, a move towards like how, you know, how to build a, a better decentralized finance ecosystem. And, and so we, we, we are a builder on that side. Uh, we we got a, a team and we're kind of building our own own uh, kind of DeFi DeFi products and, and, and kind of chains on that side. So um, 2023 is going to be I think exciting for for us and you know our, our community and I think just the, the industry overall. Um, it may be quiet from a, a lot of new market entries market participants ent- entering the space and I, I we, we have to understand that you know these these things have scarred you know there's over a million creditors sitting in FTX and, and so. It's if anyone in crypto knows someone affected, right? Like there's no way about it, right? So that's really interesting to me as well, right? I mean, just just from a business standpoint, right? We launched Trueflation.com, where we actually put on chain real world actual inflation. We track 18 million items on a real time basis daily from 50 plus sources on a census basis, not on a panel basis, not through only 80,000, not manual, not 60 days later, and not only tracking 80,000 items. So what we're trying to do, and we calculate real inflation in the US, it's about 7.1% now. And if you go to the website, you'll see UK is at 17%. But more importantly, what we're hearing is that people that read our website, and we, by the way, now have 80 developers building out products on top of that on the Web3 world because we write it to the web to six different blockchains on a daily basis as well. So they're beginning to pick that up and work with that. 
But more importantly, we're really keen on how would we work together, for example, to build structured products to hedge ourselves against inflation. Right. I mean, what what would such yeah. product look like? Could we work together on something like that? Is that worthwhile us having a look and, and having a conversation uh, down that route? I, I mean, absolutely. I think it's worth worthwhile um, talking about. I mean, we're we're doing this through kind of centralized intermediaries right now. We have some yeah, parts okay. that we're, we're bringing online. Yeah. Uh, but you know, offering that in a in kind of the decentralized fashion, I, I you know, I think is is absolutely. Um, absolutely interesting. So we were, we're yeah, happy. I mean, yeah, overall, I think our, our, our team should be talking probably quite, quite close. And um, Yeah, because, I mean, point. we're also talking, by the way, to a lot of fiat, TradFi companies, hedge funds, private equity sure. funds, because they want to use the data that we're aggregating to be able to calculate and predict what inflation really is so that they can then buy these products to offset that, right? Interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely. Um, and then the other product that really excites me is obviously yield, right? I mean, we, we're we launching a flat coin, which is basically equivalent to about a... And it's over-collateralized. So we have a lot of collateral that goes out and mints. Basically, think of it like a synthetic perpetual pegged to the cost of living. And as we do that, you know, there's a lot of collateral provided in there. How do we drive yield associated with that collateral to offset, you know, um, the increasing price, you know, purchasing power associated with a new one? Or no, actually a flat purchasing power that offsets the declining, you know, sort of uh, purchasing power of a U.S. dollar. And so if I look at all of that, how can I then provide a yield opportunity to collateral providers that I put my collateral in there? Oh, here's a yield app opportunity to stake and, and, and provide uh, and earn yield is on your, your on your BTC or whatever. What is your is your is the collateral being uh, utilized at all? Is it is it liquidity for a DEX or, or you know what is the how is the collateral? At the moment, it's locked in a smart contract, right? And so we're providing. And, and, and a portion of it goes into a liquidity pool where the providers of collateral earn yield on that. But other than that, we want to offer collateral providers, because it's in a smart contract, it's their keys, it's their coins. But is there a way that we could offer them the ability to say, oh, put it in yield.app and earn X percent. Put it in anywhere else that you might want to put it in and earn Y percent or something like that. Or maybe we just do with yield.app, you know, that I don't know. Those are just ideas that I'm thinking through now as I learn more about what you're doing. Sure, sure. I mean, it's something we could definitely, uh, def definitely have to explore if we could uh, work on that. But obviously... Uh, we we do need uh, custody of, of of those assets. So in the, yeah, in, in in decentralized finance, you know, we we are a, a massive liquidity provider, and, and ultimately, yeah. if you can utilize your, your your collateral for you know allowing that that, that trade to happen, that's where the, the yield is actually generated from. And um, so, um, if your if your community has appetite for for that, it's something we happy to. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, we'd have to work through the technicalities of it because we've tried to stay away from taking any custody. 
um, provide and enabling the users. But we did work on a solution before where we would work with the custodian as an offer yield and then ultimately provide. Yeah, I mean, basically, it was a liquid liquid token associated with the tokens that you put into a yield provider. Yeah, why don't we? Anyway, um, we'll, we'll take that. Maybe I think we definitely need to set up a need to set up a, a meeting between between teams and uh, yeah, exactly. For sure. But I think also interesting, right? I mean, not only have you built out a product, you've now also partnered and launched a fund, right? And so you're actually seeing a lot of opportunities. And the funny thing is right now where the market's pretty low, you've decided to launch a fund and look at opportunities to find, you know, some gems in this build phase versus in this growth phase that we're in now. Yeah, the, the, the primary focus of this uh, fund that we've launched is a it's a it's kind of an income fund. Yeah. And, and so it's it's uh, passive liquidity provided by, by um, provided by yield. So it's got a, you know, the, the tracker has got 100 percent month over month uh, positive positive returns, a, a good, consistent yeah. track record. And obviously, that's done through a, a solid, solid risk management, you know, historically. And we're really, we're really trying to, to focus on bringing in uh, institutional capital in, into to the space, right? That yep. looking for good, consistent track record and consistent yield. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, I think early, early next year we, we plan on really kind of pushing, pushing that forward. But as a, as any investor, I mean, now is a is a is a you know it's a great opportunity to to get involved if if you have you know cash available. Um, yep. I think obviously there's there's good buying opportunities and all, all across in, in all markets. DCAing, right? I mean, where 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 do you find you know one of the questions I always ask is you know, and there are cultural differences in in terms of European money, U.S. money, and Asian money, right? In terms of their aspects and their investment profiles. How are you see? I mean, I I saw that a lot in development profiles, right? The de software developers had very, you know, the Europeans were much more engineering focused. It had to be really good. The documentation had to be well. And they were looking for the technology and the engineering, you know, Vorsprung durch Technik, you know, sort of type uh, approach, sure. right? And then the U.S. was more about the marketing. Is this a good platform? Do you have the distribution, right? So the big brouhaha associated with an opportunity if I allocate resources to build on that platform. And in Asia, it was like, okay, where can I make money, right? How can I make money quickly? Will you pay me to write code for that platform? Or can I make money immediately off the back of this, right? Um, do you see the same in investment profiles and, and, and from an investor standpoint when you work with these institutions? Yeah, de definitely. I think that you just kind of hit on a, a few stereotypes, but yeah. um, I, I think there, you know, it does reign true. I mean, there are certain, you know, certain marks that, that, that are looking for yield and, and certain are looking for, for more long-term value. Um, and, uh, you know, being where we're Bangkok based and, uh, you know, being, being in Asia, uh, the, the demographic obviously is a lot of, a lot of people are interested in, in, uh, in yield. And so we've yeah. really, uh, kind of built an expertise uh, around that to serve these different markets. Yeah, and then and, and, and yield. I mean, inflation's not a big problem that much in in Asia, is it? Right. I mean, they don't really think that much about inflation. 
Um, I think it's a it's a problem everywhere, but maybe maybe doesn't kind of drive the headlines like it it does in a lot of the Western Western societies. Yeah, I think the West is like at least the U.S. and Europe is just so it's it's such unfamiliar territory, right? It's new grounds um, that they're not really uh, used to it, um, and and yeah, and so I guess that's that's the angle. Whereas if you look at like yeah, I mean, Turkey or Argentina, emerging markets, they're pretty used to it. And China has always been state planning commission, right? They, they, they set the pricing um, in a market. So they actually control um, inflation and how much inflation actually gets um, distributed. It's, it's going to remain a problem, right? Like we, yeah. we know it's, it's, this is, you know, an, yep. an issue that that's, you know, and continue to, to spiral out of control. Uh, can it be slowed down? I, I think yes. I, I think there there are fiscal properties in, in that, that can be um, implemented that that can can uh, slow slow things down. But you know we're we're seeing um, you know fragile currencies uh, across the globe, and and I don't think they, that's nothing new in our, our our lifetime, right? And you know things are, are pegged in the U.S. dollar, which is is you know always brought consistency to it. And now I think for the first time we we've seen really. You know, inflation kind of spurning the dollar, and, and that's definitely uh, perked, a, perked a lot of eyeballs. But by by being probably the, the most, you know, at least today, it's the most conservative capital. Or if you're going to hold money, right, you you want to be holding the, the dollar. If you're going to be holding yeah. fiat currency, I, I think at the moment, and uh, it's been proven this this whole year. But uh, it's it's not without its issues for sure. And, and and so, do you think? I mean, what what's your thoughts on 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 sort of the the more you know the rumor B or the you know the the sort of coalition between the BRICS nations to try and set up a, a, a an offset to the U.S. dollar? Do you think? What, what do you have any thoughts on that? Um, you know, I I, I think there's a. I, I think overall for for these nations, I, I think this is get a kind of a, a, a positive way of, of kind of you know separating themselves from yeah. from uh, Western dominance. So yeah. you know it's you know everything that that's happening in in uh, Russia, Ukraine, and you know it's really just kind of push these uh, initiatives forward. But uh, it definitely has uh, you know changed global trade. I mean, you, you see things are already priced uh, differently. Um, even even being in Thailand, you, you see that. Uh, a, a lot of the way that things are priced now have, have kind of they've you know removed association from the from the U.S. dollar for, for so much of it. So um, I think you have seen a, a big movement globally, which uh, you know just traveling the world over the last twenty years. I think you know pricing things in, in dollars was was very common, and, and at least I think we can see it in kind of in real time how there there has been been shifts, and there's kind of a mentality shift, which is which is. Um, Got to be concerning. It is concerning for for the for the U.S. dollar uh, because that is such a the, the position to be in, right? And, and to lose dominance yeah, on that yeah. is uh, unknown what the what the outcomes are going to be. Yeah, it's sort of you know as Ralph Powell puts it, sort of the success is the downfall of of the U.S. dollar, right? That dominance is the downfall. And and one of the things that to me is interesting is. I mean, ultimately, it grew through the petrodollar, right? Through through the oil trade, and, sure. and ultimately, um, where you know now, all of a sudden, will the Middle East accept 
of alternative currencies for the oil that they'll be selling to some of the other nations, right? And so that's going to be interesting to see. You know, I, I think it's really shaken. I, I, I mean, the way the way kind of we see the uh, the market. I mean, I I'm, a, I'm very bullish on the on the future of crypto, and you know, understand this is you know this exactly, is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but you know, looking looking outside of the space, I, I think for the first time in probably our, our our lifetimes now, like there's there's so much uncertainty of of you know where where the you know what the future holds, and you know where where ultimately you should be looking to to invest. You know, it's 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 uh it's, it's new times. I I think that's really you know they're so divided. I think all the experts are are so divided right now on on. You know what's going to be happening over the next couple of years, and you know the the opportunities we should be looking at. So I, I think it's it's uh, you know the the days of just you know putting your capital, you know in uh, you know it's one asset class or you know is is and just kind of leaving it there and, and, and checking back in twenty years is it's just not those times are, are are not here. You have to be a very very uh, diligent investor in, in everything you're doing. Yeah, and I think that's been great with your product, right? And 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 in a way, um, you know, I mean, on the one hand, you have the volatility associated with crypto, but on the other hand, you're earning yield on your crypto. Whereas in a bank account, you leave your dollars there. Number one, the dollar's depreciating, and number two, you're earning no nothing for it, right? So you you're trying to save cash, but it's like so. Um, it's an interesting dilemma, I guess, but it's been great for driving and moving funds into yield generating opportunities, right? Yeah, there's plenty of uh, yield yield opportunity out there and uh, that exists in the market today. Um, just you got to be very prudent and, and understand really, really well what you know where where those are at. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, um, and, and, and sort of where, you know, sort of from, from your perspective, where, where do you see really the opportunity or, or what, what, what are you looking at in sort of, let's like, say, the next six to 12 months? I think anything beyond that in crypto is like, wow, it's like super far. Who knows where that is? But even 12 months is pretty far out. Uh, but where, where do you see and, and where would you like to be investing your time and and how do you see that evolving and, and where we can go from there? Yeah, particularly, I mean, we're, you know, we, we, we believe fundamentally that there's a, you know, there's, there's going to be a big regulatory shift. And um, we've been talking about this since, okay. at least since I've been uh, involved working in the, the crypto world. Uh, but I, yeah. I think more than ever, you, you're seeing that real action is, is going to take place uh, right now, just because there's been so many, Retail um, investors uh, affected, so I, I expect policy is actually going to be put in that. So, so you know, understanding as, as clearly as we can where you know where things are going. Uh, you know, KYC, AML, um, obviously it's a it's a big concern of, of crypto assets overall, and so we're looking to, to build more more products that kind of are, are I think what we think is more suited for for where we think uh, crypto ultimately is is headed. Right, there, there will be the full fully decentralized uh, anonymous aspect. I, I think that's just kind of the, the, the fundamental roots of, of crypto. But, um, you know, we, we really foresee a lot of opportunity kind of on, the, you know, for those looking for for kind of a, a safe haven in, in, the, in the crypto world.
road. So, um, you know, building better products. I think most financial instruments that, that are that are happening through the, the financial world, as, as you just kind of mentioned, structured products, uh, they, they will be happening on chain ultimately. I, yeah. I think these are kind of more more complicated. I think the, the DEXs have really brought things to life. And you've seen, you know, options markets uh, as a peer. And you're, you're just going to see so much, uh, you know, innovation coming. So as long as we can do this in, in safe, conservative fashions where, where people can custody their, their own assets, yet, you know, be able to, you know, participate in the, the financial ecosystem overall. So I think looking at, at building a, a little bit of, you know, a hybrid, I mean, these are the particular things I'm, I'm interested in, uh, you know, working with, with different entrepreneurs is, is well kind of in that, that, you know, that, that kind of realm. And, you know, I think it's just inevitable that, you know, we're, we're just going to, you know, there's going to be a, a demand, right, where, where people are going to know uh, kind of more of a, a, a proof of coin. And, you know, when you're kind of on that off ramps and on ramps and into the crypto world, I think it's just gotten so, so much attention. It's gotten so big. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and where, you know, sort of, uh, I mean, I, I I don't know, we saw that in 2017 or 2018, really, right? When when the ICO boom happened, there was a lot of pressure for regulation, right? All of a sudden, we had more and more lawyers enter into this space, right? Where all of a sudden, you know, agreements started getting longer. Um, you couldn't just do a community-based, you know, token launch um you needed to have agreements in place you needed to do kyc and aml um and i think those are all pretty standard i'd say in the industry today um and i'm just sort of wondering how the regulators are going to react after this because of one bad actor one bernie madoff right which one Enron, right, which which happens in any industry, any time when just the value and the greed just grows, not, you know, substantially. And everybody thought Enron was a nice guy and Madoff was a nice guy, right? He was upon sponsoring all the uh, politicians and was was doing all the right things, supporting the right charities, going to kids soccer games and things like that. And anyway, it's it's going to be interesting how that pans out. I don't think it's just one, you know, it's not just one incident. I think now it's just kind of the, the maybe the, the biggest, most unexpected uh, incident to happen. You know, obviously yeah. what, what's happened with uh, Terra Luna and you just got so many people that, that rallied be, behind that. And so, you know, when they're, they started becoming the, what, you know, what is foreseen as the, the, the smartest, wealthiest people in the industry kind of really rally behind that just really helped to, to do, I guess, push so much capital in, into this into Terra Luna, and you know we know what's happened there. Uh, three hours capital again. They, these guys come from the traditional world. Uh, they they yeah, they were baggage on their hand. and um, you know we know that didn't. You know that that. So do you think any of those guys years. are going to go to jail? Do you think anybody's <laughs> going to go to jail, or what? what what's your uh, thought there? I seeing seeing the headlines with Sam right now. And yeah. I, I think Sam is, if, if I had to put like an odds on, on his act versus likelihood of, of you know, being incarcerated, I, I think he probably is at the, the top of the list. Um, but you're seeing the headlines. I think we're all seeing it. And I think we're all just facepalming our, ourselves, right? Like every time yeah. we see another 
pro Sam headline. I mean, the, the other day was like, oh, you know, he failed because yeah, New York his Times investors lost confidence in him. It's like, yeah. what are you, what are you talking about? Like, you know, like, and I think Elon even even responded to that article and it's just like, oh my yeah. gosh, guys, like this is. So, I, I think that's a this is a good test to to see what uh, what what corruption looks like from from the top uh, of how this plays out. <laughs> Uh, Actually, that would be you know we can. It, I mean, this is it. I think this is the. You know, I you, mean, yeah. Have, do you think it will go? Do you think it will go above that? Do you think we will take it up in terms of seeing where his contributions went and what resulted? What results came out of that? Was that real corruption at you know the U.S. government, federal institutions level? Right. Absolutely. So I, I think it, you know, we, we have, I mean, so, so much interest, so many investigative reporters on this right now. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine it, it will start to come out, but you know, it's, I'm, you know, I'm not much for, for conspiracy theories or, or whatnot, but you know, there's, you know, the, the, he has made a, a significant donor. I mean, this is, it's like the one guy in the whole industry that, if anyone can get away with what he's done, it's that one guy. It's this one guy. We we all know, yeah. right? Like he he literally, you know, from you know from the time he started, you know, corrupting his own book, you know, he he was building up the other side is is you know through through all of his donations and everything that's happening on the side. So, um, you know, I I don't know. I think we're we're all kind of just watching this kind of play out in in real time and you know in real time. You know, we'll, we'll see. In six months, you know, if Sam's still still free, living in his uh, thirty million dollar condo in uh, the Bahamas, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of know what's the what's the reality. But it's uh, I, I think you know I think this you know, something should happen, right? And I, yeah. I think that the the industry I think the industry is demanding it. Like I yeah. I haven't seen anyone come to Sam's defense at all. Um, you know. Besides, not uh, in the industry besides yet. These, yeah. Besides, besides, besides New York Times. No, awesome, awesome. You know, it's like um, well, I mean, not awesome. What do you think, Stefan? I don't know what you think on this. So, what do you think? I don't. I don't think he'll go to jail. I think he'll stay extradited. I don't think anybody's going to go to jail for this. I think we saw that in 2008. Nobody went to jail from Wall Street. Um, you got to jail because you wrote bad emails um, or chats were cheeky. They were non-PC. We live in a wokest world where as long as you act PC and, and p- politically correct, I don't think, you know, I think you'll get away with it. <laughs> oh, it was oh he's, not even doing, he's not even doing that at the moment, though. He, like he's like writing himself out as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he's it's like he's pushing... He's he's definitely pushing the boundaries, right? Because he's going and contradicting himself all, all the time in these private conversations. That yeah, it's uh, um, I I I think you're right. I, I think there's a very high likelihood he doesn't, and I, I think that only does more damage to, to the whole industry. If, oh, for sure. If uh, if you know, if this guy just remains a free man for, <laughs> for the rest of his days. I mean, it sort of just shows you that that actually. It pays off to, 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 you know, I mean, if you can afford lawyers, just it pays off to make enough money. Just make sure you make shitload of money and put it aside 
and, and make sure you can afford the good lawyers to do that. I mean, okay, the first sign I was surprised by was that, um, what's the Theranos lady? What's her name? Holmes, Holmes. She, um, she got 11 years. I mean, I was surprised to hear that, right? I mean, ultimately, it's going to go to appeal, and then they might settle, um, and, you know, they might settle at, you know, six years, and then she serves three, and then she gets out on, on, on good, good, you know, but still. Um, I was just seeing the other day, Enron, right? I mean, uh, what was the guy's name? Ken, not Ken Lay, it was the Skilling, Jeff Skilling. He went, he was sentenced to 24 years, but they let him out after 12 years. And he's now out and he's back doing business again. He's not allowed to sit on a public board, but he's allowed to do business and do, he's in energy trading again, which is, <laughs> which is, I mean, okay. I mean, I guess you can't stop a person from making a living, but, um, and I do believe if you do the time, if, if you do the crime and you do the time, you should be, you know, I mean, you should be allowed and, and be forgiven because you did the time for the crime that you did. Yeah, absolutely. Should... I mean, society, they, they, you know, they, they built up this. Obviously, you know, people do make mistakes and, and people, you know, do yeah. come back from from them um, time. But, you know, like, like anything, I think we're, we're just going to see how this all unravels. So over the next, uh, over the next, I guess, weeks and months. And, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I think if there's no action, I, I, I do foresee it's just, uh, the stigma on in the industry just, you know, remains. I, I don't think anyone's, oh, well, you never know. I mean, there these headlines are getting out there. If people are actually reading this, maybe there are, there are sympathizers out there. Um, but you know, there's a, there's a million creditors right now that are going to be stuck in, in bankruptcy proceedings for the next probably five years. I mean, this is the most complicated bankruptcy ever is, is what we're hearing. Right. And, and yeah, obviously yeah. there's, there's just no documentation uh, available. There's missing funds all over the place. Like this is, you know, you know, those that, that have capital locked up, even though they can be recovered, you're, you're talking, you know, I think it's four or five years along. I mean, yeah, like, more, has right? Mount I mean, Gox look, even settled yet from, from those not uh, settled from the creditors yet. from that? Yeah. I mean, it's funny, I've been meeting through this. Uh, no, it's not settled yet, right? I mean, they're still yeah. waiting to receive their money back. And I mean, the advantage is when you had your money in there, it's now made a lot of money. You've, you've actually, it's a hell of a lot more worth than it was when it went into um, court proceedings. Um, that said, it's amazing. I've just come across a whole industry of people that want to go out there and buy account accounts, right? I want to buy your FTX account, 30 cents the dollar, and it's going at 35 cents the dollar or something, right? So I can buy uh, an FTX account today at 35 cents on the dollar value of what it is today. Okay, where's that? Where's that marketplace taking? Oh, I, I mean, it's all OTC. I mean, I was just been talking to a couple of people and, and that's what I've been told. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, sure I can a, put you in touch with many that, people so. if you're interested. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it's definitely really uncertain. So a lot of people are uncertain um, and don't yet want to enter into that risk. Uh, it's just a bit big to them. 
Uh, whereas these are all the same people that bought out, uh, you know, you had a Mount Gox account, I'll buy your Mount Gox account off you, right? And I'll pay you today, it might be 80 cents the dollar, or I don't know what it is. But but you know, that at the time, I'm sure it was equally at a discount at a significant discount. Um, yeah, interesting. Well, the yeah. free market works very, very quick. And uh, exactly, exactly. And that to me is the beauty of all of this, right? It's a free market and the mark. There's no taxpayer money that came to bail out any of these companies. It has been the industry that took the hit and rebuilt and went ahead and moved forward off the back of this, right? Nobody, nobody asked for a bailout. Nobody asked for any kind of support in this, right? And we we'll fix this industry and we move forward ourselves. Right. And I think that's, that's, that's a good point. Yes. Yeah. That, that's one of the, probably the, the, the biggest differentiators is just, there's, I mean, there's no central bank there. There's no central governments uh, there that they can just kind of print your, print your way out of this and, and bail these things out. So, um, you know, banks have received bailouts throughout, throughout time. Right. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll always, <laughs> but yes, uh, you know, any centralized crypto institution there, there is, there is no bailout. And that yeah. is, it is fundamentally different. Um, that's a, it's a very, it's a very valid point. And so if, if anything, right, like crypto institutions, the, the, the level of scrutiny that they're going to come under needs to be at, at a much higher extent than in even traditional finance institutions, because they're exactly that there is no, there is no bailout button. Yeah. And, and <laughs> And, 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 you know, it, it, it's a ruthless um, capitalistic environment, but it works, right? I mean, um, and, and, and to me, I mean, there are a lot of flaws in it, but actually it, it attracts a certain talent uh, to this. And um, it also takes a certain set of skin, um, to be able to take some of these cuts and, and, and et cetera. But I think over time, the, you know, the, the, the cuts have gotten less, I mean, I don't know. I mean, dollar wise and absolutely, you know, individually, you know, individually, they might have gotten more significant, but as an overall, as a contrast to the industry, I mean, Mount Gox was 70% of the industry at the time, right? FTX is less than 1% of the industry now, right? I mean, so it's it's a significant difference as a contrast to the overall perspective, right? It's a it's an interesting way of looking at it, but I, I think, um, I mean, I was not around in the, in the, the Mount Gox days and you know how that all, had all played out, but I, I think right now, you know, I think it was much bigger than 1%, right? I mean, you, you see... You know, a million creditors, probably thousands of institutions that, that are essentially creditors to, to what's, you know, what's happening. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's essentially, it's one way, one way, shape or another. I, I think this is literally is affecting probably everyone in, in the crypto space at, at some level, even, even if you had zero exposure or what, yeah, it's just yeah. your, your client base, your user base are, are kind of, you know, throwing up their hands at a, at a different, so uh, but my my guess, Stefan, you, you're probably a little bit immune. I think you've been in crypto so so long, and I, I think you just kind of built uh, enough enough battle scars where you can kind of shrug <laughs> shrug another, you know, a, another one of these off. No, I mean we're you know never immune. I mean it, it always hurts. It's very aggravating. 
um, and it's very painful. And I've been a big believer in decentralized worlds. And, and to me, the big hit was really Terra Luna. I mean, I never saw and I never believed that a layer one could just be could just disappear. And if I look at all these attacks that happened in one single year, I just can't help myself to think that there are this is a concise attack against the industry, right? They want to sure. bring CBDCs to market and they want to disrupt and discredit the crypto industry in favor of CBDCs. I just can't help think that. And um, but, you know, yeah, the, the, what can I do? Even if I think that, who the hell cares? You know, it's like, what can I do about it? I can only live and, and, and move on and, and, and try to build and, and really protect the decentralized world. I mean, I think that's the non-custodial world. That's the last bastion um, as a reason for creating a separation between state and money. Are you, are you seeing a, a, a big influx of what you would see from... Um you know, new, new revive interest in, in DeFi, you know, over. Oh yeah. I mean, look at the volume on, just look at the volume on Uniswap. It's, it's now surpassed a billion, you know, and daily trading volume. It's all on Uniswap, right? So on Ethereum and everybody's now sort of moving, you know, and I think there was a 30% increase in demand for ledger, you know, ledger wallets. Right. Um, yeah. and the activity of moving coins off exchanges in, into decentralized wallets. That's definitely happened. I mean, the downside with that is there's no yield associated with that, right? So you don't earn yield on that, right? I mean, so where can I go for yield? I can still go in decentralized yield farms. I can go into Uniswap yield farms. I can go on to Curve. I can go on. But the user experience associated with that requires a certain level of sophistication. So it's not exactly intuitive in terms of it's, how to earn yield on those, those environments. It's... I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, there's it, it, there's just as many risks, if, if not more. I mean, we're looking at infographic uh, this this morning, and there's been uh, I think over three billion dollars now in DeFi in, in different exploits, right? So it, there's there's dangers are are very abundant, um, and you got to be very actively on on the, the management side. I mean, the in in the decentralized landscape, you know, you just can't, you know, if you got uh, you know, a significant bankroll, um, you, you, it's very actively managed and the, the yeah. time involved, you know, you gotta be you know monitoring stuff very quick. I mean, even, I, I think what we saw last night with, you know, curve, right? I mean, I don't know if you saw that, the big yeah, short position that, yeah. on Ave yeah. and yeah. I mean, you just start seeing all this stuff. It's just, uh, you know, another wild, wild day in crypto and, you know, just, <laughs> just, you know, obviously we're, we're following that very closely and, and yeah, you trying to, to forecast that different scenarios there but uh you know as a as a kind of a, a consumer just someone that wants to participate i mean you just i mean where how would you even start to understand what's what's uh yeah what's i mean it, it it takes a while to get into it and understand it and navigate your way around it no sure. doubt about it right but even if you look and you aggregate three billion together that's chump change compared to what's happened with these centralized exchanges with three arrows and with um with with ftx right i mean that said three billion is still a shed load of money and it is not good um and if you look historically the biggest breakpoint has been around these bridges right where they yep. they, they convert it across and and so 
that has been, in my view, the biggest vulnerability that we have not yet solved in the industry. And we need to solve that, no doubt about it. Um, and, and there will always be exploits. I think if you talk, and I don't know about Yield.app, but um, I'm actually maybe interesting to hear from you. Do you, you know, I mean, a lot of the exchanges, they get hacked. And the banks, by the way, the same thing. They're constantly having attacks on their yeah. servers, on their systems. Bots, hackers from around the world are constantly trying to penetrate their systems to get into customer accounts. I mean, are you experiencing that at Yield as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, any yeah. time you're a significant player in the in the space, you have yeah, uh, right. assets under management. Yes, you 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 get a lot of uh, un unwanted attention. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we got people looking at us obviously daily, and uh, it, it keeps our, our security team on their on their toes. Obviously, just you know, and then building up all these checks and balances and in, in terms. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's going to always you know be be the case, right? I mean, it's it's only going to continue to to grow. I think over over the decades, especially as as um, you know, the, we we have a digital world that moves extremely fast, right? Yeah, so these yeah, are twenty four seven. I mean, even in the in the banking systems as well. I mean, just financial institutions. I mean, capital is 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 moving, right? It is it is fast. There's 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 uh, vulnerabilities that, that naturally um, you know persist. So you know we, we see it in DeFi. You're right. Um, you know, every time there there's an exploit, it's it's public. Um, you know, typically it's it's on Twitter before even the developers themselves know, right? And a lot of yeah. times you you can kind of it's uh it's funny how the world works. Is like there's you know you'll you'll just see someone tweeting at one of the big protocols like hey you better check out this right and um, you know it's just how the news news really really starts to travel. But um, but yeah for sure I mean every every crypto institution as any financial institution is going to get a lot of attention. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's on the one, on the one hand, we have that downside, but on the other hand, we have an extremely observant police and that police resides on, and it's a community police, right? And that resides on Twitter that spreads, I mean, the news really quickly. I mean, it, it, it's a challenge as well, because on the one hand, you have p people reporting uh, on, on infringements, uh, on, on bad actors, or on possible um, exposures. But then on the flip side, you have a lot of FUD, right? And so how do you differentiate between the, the good and the bad? And, and it's only time that tells, right? Where you then have a list of sources that you can rely on, and, sure. and, and you know that they're doing their DD, and they're not just spreading rumors and, and and trying to create panic <laughs> yeah you 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 see a lot of that and so i, yeah. I think you know i think right now i mean in particular people are, are jumping at everything and so that's why even just yeah. weird accusations are, are are gaining momentum right just because exactly you know, everyone's you know on edge of what's you know what's going to happen you know next yeah. in the space and um you know, everything with, with Genesis right now, I mean, I think we, we were talking before we started this, right? Like everything, we're all just, you know, on, on edge, you know, waiting to, to see how, how this ultimately, you know, pans out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no matter how it pans out, right? I do feel that, and 
most people I talk to that have been in this space for a while or have committed to this space are still and remain true believers and are continuing to keep their heads down building. And you go to, you know, sort of developer conferences, right? So hack, you know, sort of the blockchain themselves, their blockchain, and you speak to the developers there, they're just heads down building. They're not watching mainstream media. They're getting their news from Twitter. They're, they're actually just going like yourselves, right? You're just building. You're trying to build the next platform, looking for the next opportunity, creating trust, building credibility, building a secure platform where users can engage. And so to me, that represents a significant optimistic um, progress that we will be building going forward. And that's why I remain super excited in this industry. And I want to thank you, Tim, for investing your time and sharing your opinions on what's happening in this space. Um, where can people follow you and, and how can they you know, keep up to speed on, on what Yield is doing and, and, and where can they download the app? Definitely, you can go to the, the app stores, uh, the Yield app in, in Android and iOS, or yeah. you can directly sign up on, on Yield.app. On the, yeah. And uh, yeah, myself, um, you can follow the company at, at Yield app or, or at Tim Yield on, on Twitter. And, uh, you know, always happy to hear if you want to connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. Um, I active there and uh, love to love to in, engage with, uh, you know, conversations and, and always looking to work with uh, like like minded partners of, of people just kind of want to build a, a better a decentralized ecosystem overall and in just the, the crypto universe. So, uh, Stefan, it's always a, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I you know really, really appreciate you getting me on today. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. And, you know, um, always impressed with your network, your uh, insights and, and your ability to, you know, navigate a lot of this ecosystem. So great being connected with you and, you know, uh, look forward to seeing yield, you know, rise to you know, it's, it's, it's maximum potential. So thank you for your time, Tim, Absolutely. all the best. And, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you, Tim. <laughs>